is Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey guys, welcome to the Swell Sweet Happy One Wednesday. Well, Tanisha, it's me and you tonight. What's up? What's up? I feel like it's been a while. Since it been it has. You've been a busy bee. Yeah, or sleep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you no, you've been in Champagne. Yeah. Making I've making had, the world jealous. I've had quite a few trips to Champagne. But now it's tourist season, so you know, that's starting to uh pick up. So yeah. Back and forth, to and fro. I'm not mad at it. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. So we do have a special guest. Oh wait, I didn't do the introductions. I'm falling off my game. I'm Sarita. You can follow me at Vine Me Up on all social media, and this is the Swirl Suite. You can follow the Swirl Suite on all social media. You can follow the podcast wherever you find your podcast. We are now on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and wait, am I missing one? Um, Spotify. Spotify. Yes, Woo-hoo. I think that's it. I think that's it. And, also known as everywhere. Oh, yes. man. We're getting around. We're getting around. And, again, we will be at Essence Fest recording two live shows. So, if you are in NOLA for Essence Fest, please send us a message. Uh, send us a DM. Um, we'll let you know our schedule. I think we will be recording on Friday and Saturday. And okay. once the more details come out, we will let you guys know. But let us know if you have any questions. Yeah, because then also probably drinking somewhere, too. So, like, a little unofficial greet in the streets. Of course, of course, of course. So, we're going to be talking entrepreneurship today. And we have a special guest to tell us all about her business and entrepreneurship. The most nervous guest you've probably ever had. Oh, my God. Stop it. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, I'll say the shyest, probably. Shy. Now we've had other shy ones before that like didn't talk. Oh, see, you see why I told you to talk and tell stories. I'll definitely talk and tell stories, but then like don't slide in my DMs. Like I need to know more. Nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm I'm a quick website link. Like, oh, you need to know more? Here you go. (laughs) No, I am very open. Um, I am Javon. Uh, I go by Jay. Jay Javon on Instagram. Um, executive for Nail Bed and Bar, the newest luxury nail salon east of the Anacostia River here in D.C. So thanks so much for having me on. Oh, that introduction was all the way together. Okay, yeah. right? Oh, I mean, I'm just saying, if that's, if, if that's my elevator pitch. It's like who you are and where you from. That's a that's a very good one. I'm nervous. I'm shy. What do I do? All right. And then you break it all the way down. Yeah, all the way. Yeah. All right. Well done. Well, that was a well done introduction. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm. Well, that's our show, everyone. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for coming out. 
<laughs> so, Jay, please tell us about your nail salon and what inspired you to open it. Ooh, okay. So, how long is this podcast, Rita? We didn't actually discuss timing. That's up there. I, I do the editing. Just go for okay, it. Cool. So, Nail Red and Bar was actually in the concept stages for a very long time. I, being a, a California native, family here in D.C., so I came to D.C. very often. Um, growing up, but I'm also um, decided to come for college, got here, didn't like it. Um, But long story short, fell into the beauty industry. Um, And when I decided to come back to DC, found that there was very little outlets, um, especially for nails, something very simple as getting your nails done. Those things like things like that kind of make you, you know, small, small steps that make a big difference kind of thing. But I loved Southeast. I live in Northeast. Um, I always wanted to, my first one, I guess my first apartment was in Anacostia. My husband would say that wasn't Anacostia proper, (laughs) but according to the off-nail world, that was Anacostia. (laughs) Um, And so I just kind of fell in love with the energy of the city. And um, my grandparents, they've lived on Capitol Hill for 50 plus years, but loved the energy of the city. And then when I actually moved to Northeast, Northeast side, which is Benning Road, Minnesota Avenue area. I found that there wasn't any any place for me to get my nails done. I feel like that's such an easy thing. I would have to go out of my way or out of town. And when I say out of town, that means Maryland. And we know Maryland's across the street, but what is? Right. I was <laughs> <gonna> say, <laughs> I like you going to like to Richmond. Like, I gotta go to Richmond for my nails. Yeah, I would have to go out of town to actually get my nails done. Um and so let me speed the story up because, again, it's very long. Um, I started with Nail Glam by Gervais Co., which was a five-free nail polish. And I actually launched it while I was doing design, not design by Gervais, but um, Spawn the City. Um, and that was the very first, like, you know, you see all these pop-up events and beauty events where you have all these vendors. That was kind of like the very first thing that was in this area. Um, and I did that for a very long time. Uh, working in Houston in the medical spa field, I did a lot of um, a lot of beauty events, but there was never really anything for brown girls, um, mm-hmm. or that brown girls were really you know benefiting from in a way. Um, so, be up to okay. I want to open a nail salon, but I don't really know how to do it, um, or is a nail salon really the goal? Mm-hmm. And the, that was a goal since 2012. So, um, no bed and bar kind of came up. I actually, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so am I child. So am I. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> so, the name no bed and bar actually, we created it in Cuba on the beach. And I was like, okay, I'm going to really do this. And we kind of came up with the name no bed and bar. Um, and we really wanted to, I really specifically wanted to be close in my neighborhood within a five mile radius of 219 zip code. There are no um, luxury nail salons or even a nail salon where I would feel comfortable getting a pedicure without, you know, just asking for a polish change because you don't know, you know, what the levels, the standard cleaning standards are in that space. So um, nail bed and bar was kind of birthed out of the desire to have a luxury destination and an area or a community where most feel 
is undeserving or too urban or too, you know, don't spend enough money or any of the things that you may think of the ghetto. Um, and it was definitely my mission to bring something like that further to that point, black girls do nails and we do a hell of a good job and we bang out all kinds of designs. Can I curse on this? Oh, yes, you may, girl. We do a really, really good job. Um, and some people kind of don't think that, you know, you can be educated and do nails. I mean, I have several degrees. Uh, some of our team members have several degrees. We just love the creative aspect. I'm a real estate agent by... Yeah, I mean, my regular job, I guess. And nails is my fun job. So does that answer the question of how yes. nail best bar came? Okay. I love it. Yes. A, that's, that's a great story. story. Yes. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great story. And I've that's actually true. been to your nail salon. Yes. And I have to oh say, my God. <laughs> why are you embarrassed? <laughs> don't talk about the why. Oh, my God. See, I wasn't even going to bring it up. I was not even going to bring it up. I was going to say that the first time I went, first of all, I saw, how did I find out about you? I found out about Nail Bed on Facebook. Somebody posted something or liked something and it appeared in my feed. And I was like, wait, what? Where is this? Oh, no. Okay, well, I got to go. And I think I went, and it was that day. It was a Friday, and I was teleworking. I went in sweats. I was like, well, I don't care. I'm just going to show up. If they don't have room, then I'll just wait. So so I showed up, and it, you were so nice. You greeted me. And I don't think you did my feet, but I it was just such a good vibe. And I was like, look at this. Oh, I feel good. I'm amongst. Ah, I love it. <laughs> I feel like I'm amongst like queens. I love it. I love it. It was awesome. It was and awesome. And you get Like, what's better than right. that? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, really, one of our that's our mission beyond just like being, you know, where we're located. The mission is that anybody that walks through these doors, they must feel they have. We have to make sure that we make them feel like they're wanted. That we see them. We hear them. We. You know, because so many people come in and they're like, oh my gosh, it's so refreshing to have a conversation with the person doing my pedicure. Mm. Like, why is that not like the norm? And it's when we know yeah. that the case that it is not the norm. Girl, so, like, you know, case, like that person don't speak your language. You're not talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we want color. everyone to feel. We want everyone to kind of feel, not kind of, but we want everyone to feel luxurious like you know we we try to do our best in our small sp boutique space to make sure that every guest is actually treated like a guest you're not just a you know yeah. person coming to patronize our business you really pouring into us and we want to pour into you and so um you mentioned that um most of your staff are black girls was that intentional well, it wasn't intentional, but as business, as an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur for that matter, um, even black people don't want to work for black people. Mm. So, you know, I know that's not, we're not going to go there. Mm. I have a lot of that. But, <laughs> well, it, you know, part two of the podcast. <laughs> and yeah, it's kind of like, I always say it's the Obama effect. You know, people voted for Obama because he was black and people did not vote for Obama because he was black. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be patronizing our business, working for our business or, you know, whatever. It's just one of those things, you know, people Google someone even said today, oh, I didn't know you guys were black owned. Well, I mean that this should be the standard nail salon. So mm -hmm. it's nothing that we're doing that's not being done 
10 times better, 10 times worse. Um, but you know, that's just, that's just what it is. Or people come and they're like, oh, I thought it was going to be a lot of drama. Or I thought it was going to be. What? Like Real yeah. Housewives? Like, how do you assume? No. How do you assume that? Because it's black owned. It's black managed. It's black brand. People have these preconceived notions that it's, you know, it's ratchet. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm a closet trap queen, not out in the open, okay? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love trap music in my, you know, with my husband in my house. <laughs> we don't listen to that here, though. <laughs> Just being honest. This smooth jazz at the line. No exactly. You know, I mean, but hey, like today we were playing Beyonce's Homecoming. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a girl, good girl time, yes. good guy time. Guys come here, they love it. It's just, you know, it's just the place that most wish existed more. We wish yeah. that this was the space that we, that, you know, was on every corner, like your average nail salon. Mm-hmm. We'll get there, but not yet. Got yeah. it. <laughs> it takes us, we got to learn how to do business wrong first, and then we'll get it right. Yeah. yeah having some money and started um, exploring entrepreneurship roles and, you know, creating businesses and things like that. But we'll get it right. We'll get yeah. It right. yeah. Yeah. So what's something that you use to build your business and you were so, so thankful that you found it? To build my business. Um, or something that's useful, something that you use for your business. Was it an app? Was it a book? Was it a person? Was it an agency? Was it a bank? Like, nope. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, we bank specifically. Um, I was very um, intentional about that. So we do bank with industrial banks. Very nice. Black-owned bank, everybody. <laughs> yes. So we keep, we keep our coins over there. Okay. Um, but I would say something that has been the most impactful in our business was really the um, a really good, another entrepreneur friend. I consider her one of my mentors. She's amazing. Um, she invited me or allowed me to tag along with her for a team-based pay um, session. And in that session, they really talked about how salons can scale without the drama of commission or the drama of booth rent or the drama of whatever, you know, what usually happens in a beauty atmosphere. Um, and those nuggets were invaluable that I gained just in that weekend. And so nail bed and bar is not, it's different also in that regard that we pay an hourly salary. Um, we hope as, as we grow, we hope to offer benefits. Um, we have additional benefits that our team members get or get to take advantage of now. Um, but we hope to do numbers and we want our team to benefit from that as well. So Going to something like that was like invaluable. Um, but one system that we use, we you can book at No Bed and Bar online. We use Booker software. Um, I don't know if I really want to recommend it because they're kind of like <laughs> some different things. <laughs> um, and they've gotten expensive. It's like, come on. Um, so Booker and Clover, which is our POS system. Um, so if you do any like online scheduling, if you offer any of that, um, that's that's definitely like a tool that we use. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. If you were to open up a second location, where would the location be? Uh, can I, I? I can't tell. No, I'm joking. 
We can. (laughs) (laughs) That is our goal, actually, to open up multiple locations. Mm -hmm. Right now, okay, I'm not going to say that. Our second location would be somewhere in Maryland. Yeah. Um, A lot of people kind of coming from all over. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe like up in Marlboro, Bowie area. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. But probably before then, we'd probably... Voice, Sarita. Huh? What'd you say? That, that disappointment in your voice. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I got I got some thoughts, but go ahead. No, the other, yeah, other part would be um, the other location would be um, Congress Heights Southeast. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, we we want to be the queen of the South. I hear you, queens of the South. You know, <laughs> everywhere they tell us that we don't belong and we don't spend money and we don't deserve, that's where we want to be. Mm. Hmm. You know. Now, why wouldn't you choose an area like, no, you want to stay east of the river. Never mind. No, no, no. We would definitely, we're open. East of the river has been good to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we found our niche east of the river. Sure. Because a lot of uh, black and brown people live east of the river. Mm-hmm. And um, there is the most demand East of the river, there's again, there's no luxury. I mean, now one of I, would, I guess I would consider them our competitors. One of our competitors opened up the second location, Capitol Hill. They offer very similar services to ours, um, and the setting is very similar to ours as well. So they're right in Capitol Hill, but you know, mm-hmm. it would stay southeast. I mean, wherever. Yeah, we're looking at a space, Rhode Island Avenue. Um, you know, it commercial space is very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Commercial space is very hard to find, especially um, in a in an evolving city mm. um, yeah. like DC, because um, you know the rates start out at ten dollars per square foot, and then when the street is revitalized, it goes up to twenty five dollars per square foot. Mm. So that's a lot to you know manage when you're offering big you know not somewhat premium prices for nail services nail services is something that's discretionary you know you may get your nails done when you feel like it and then you may not yeah so Hmm. since we're on this subject um you being in real estate and you're having a business east of the river um, yes how do you feel about gentrification in the city right now why you ask me that on on camera? Uh, whew, that's <laughs> <deep>. <laughs> I, I'm gonna need I you to edit this part. I'm gonna need you to edit this part. Okay. Um, so I lived in DC since 2011. Um, what can I say about gentrification in real estate? Real estate has been good for me. I will say, or being good to me, it continues to be good to me. I my niche in real estate is really first-time home buyers, so I work with a lot of first-time home buyers or repeat customers, someone that I've sold something to, and they're now now they're moving or a referral of someone, etc. So, um, I actually don't really have I have my feelings about gentrification, and I want to get on the get on board with it only because it's inevitable and it's not going anywhere but 
I am not the real estate agent that will haggle. I mean, my grandfather, again, he's been on Capitol Hill 40 plus years and he gets calls and papers and Mm -hmm. solicitations all day long. That's not necessarily my cup of tea. The community that I live in, people have been on my block 30 plus years. Um, I never haggle them about selling or whichever. I more so try to educate them about estate planning. And if you do intend to you know, leave the home and the family. This is the best thing to do, et cetera. Um, so because it's inevitable and it's happening all over the country and I'm from California, I can't necessarily say that I could afford to go back and live in my, my home that I grew up in in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just something that I accept, not something I necessarily am excited about. Mm-hmm. because I do miss, even though I was too immature to appreciate Chocolate City when it was Chocolate City, mm. I do appreciate it for that. So I wish that it still had some of those um, characteristics. Um, but when I learn of people losing their homes or people not being educated on how to maintain their homes or knowing that, you know, they lost their home because it was... a you know, due to taxes or, you know, someone foreclosing their home and then they went in and gutted it and made it a five-story condo and now they can't afford to stay because of this new development. So those kind of things kind of really upset me. Um, And, you know, the other thing, again, you know, being a brown girl, and I don't want to make everything about, you know, race, but being being a brown girl in Southeast, sometimes the the average buyer that's buying a million dollar home doesn't call me, you know, they don't, you know, so only, you know, we call us. Mm. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, I will say, I don't like the fact that, you know, we can only get good schools when there is gentrification or we can only get road improvements when there's gentrification. We can only get a 24 hour CVS when there's Mm. gentrification. Um, or, you know, the Planet Fitness or the whatever things that the community has demanded or has been in need of for some time, now only available due to the influx of other people migrating mm-hmm. to them. So, yeah. again, kind of torn on that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, I also live east of the river, if you guys don't know, but um, it's very hard to even find somewhere to eat. Um I yeah. have to, yeah, it's it's a constant struggle. Yeah, I mean, even with a new nail bed and bar, I mean, we order Uber Eats for lunch from the same places. Mm-hmm. I try to make sure I patronize, you know, some of the, I mean, I can only eat for so much hot orchid, you know, they're, they're east of the river. <laughs> no, they, they live in the community. They've been here for 40 plus years, you know, or more seafood, you know. There's, there's only but so much, you know. You know, it's interesting. Our I other know- host has joined us. Hey, Glenn, it's been on the wall in the building. Hi, everybody. Sorry for being tardy, um, but I have a question, and I kind of know the answer to this, but I'd like to find you all's take on this. With African Americans being the number one consumers mm-hmm. in the world, period, mm-hmm. why do you feel... Very much so. Why do you feel those are the ca- that's the case that you can't find a place to eat that 
these developments don't come into these neighborhoods uh, uh, until gentrification takes place. It, it, it seems counterproductive to the stereotype that we're the number one consumers. If we're the number one consumers, why aren't you putting these type of places in these neighborhoods? I think because, well, for me, I think it's a, a matter of they have to do 10 times more to get our dollar. Meaning, for example, there's a Safeway that is like, you know, mm. should be closed down. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> um, that's in our community. And the reason, if you ask them why they don't have fresh produce, why they don't have, um, you know, orga no, orga a flourishing organic section, why they don't have this or that. And they say, oh, because we vandalize it. We steal it. Mm -hmm. We, um, you know, open it up and eat it right in the store. We don't, we don't respect it. Or we, they have so much loss that the gains don't even matter. So we're just keeping this open because it's a tax write-off. So when you have big box corporations that operate in that manner, I think that, you know, they may do millions in food stamps, but only a hundred thousand in cash dollars. And that's really where the money is. Mm -hmm. So that's part one. And then part two, we take what we think we deserve. That's why I have people that come into no bed and bar and they feel like this is too much for them. They're out of place here when they deserve to be here because they live in this community. And just because you have whatever profession or you have whatever kind of clothes or you like to you have whatever recreational activities that you partake in, you don't deserve to be here. And we are here specifically for that reason. No, you do deserve to be here. You should mm -hmm. take more pride in where you spend your dollars. So that's kind of like, it's our psyche that's kind of a little off. And, you know, it's, I, we take what they've given us. I also believe, I think you touched on it in, in the first part of your statement, it's all about economics. If we're not making the salary to purchase organic, or we're not making the salary to have that extramural income to do these things that don't seem to be necessities, on the flip side, we do spend excessively for things that we want to spend money on versus things that we need to spend money on. It's kind of like catch 22. Yeah, but in the, it, I even, you know, I don't necessarily agree 100% with economics because I know I have at least five people that I can name right now that live in Southeast, rather. Oh, we opened the doors. Sorry. Um, five people that live in Southeast that bring in six figures. They've been working for the federal government 20 plus years. They wouldn't dare step foot and spend their hard-earned dollars in a space like a Safeway on Minnesota Avenue because of the reasons I just named. But they're not the majority of that of East of the River, though. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not. And that's my point. It's about economics. I mean, we're not talking about the six-figure salary person. That's yeah. why we have Popeyes, Shoe Cities. You China know, water, things uh, that whatever. you know. You got all these chains. <laughs> that developers want to build because they don't want to take the risk of building something else in our community that we would really appreciate, but. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It just sucks. 
It does. It really does. But if you wait for gentrification, you'll get it soon. <laughs> it's, coming. it's coming, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, Home it's values definitely are coming. increasing. <laughs> Home values are increasing. Schools are being renovated. Roads are improving. It's going to price people right out. I don't know where they're going to go, but it's pricing folks out. PG County is always open. Yeah, they're going to PG County. Always, always open. Mm. (laughs) But the taxes are equivalent to a DC mortgage. But okay, that's another topic. Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) That's part two of the entrepreneurship podcast. (laughs) (laughs) A lot to discuss on part two. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What advice would you give a new entrepreneur? Someone who wants to do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, no. I would definitely not say that. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Um, But I would say, you said I can curse, right? Yes. Don't shit on your day job. Mm. Oh, yeah. Don't do it. So, it's so trendy right now to be like, I don't want to make this nine to five. And I'm like, girl, they matching that 401k because you're going to need it. Mm. <laughs> you, know, you got those good benefits. You're going to need them. Um, so my advice would be to save and be strategic. Hmm. Be strategic. There's not enough planning that you can do to prepare you for entrepreneurship. Um, there's so many things that have impacted our business um, in a not so positive way where, you know, my back was up against the wall. I had to make some very hard decisions um, to stay afloat, to kind of keep going um but i wouldn't i would definitely do it all over again because the the thing is if you're let your vision be bigger than you again our vision is to be a part of the community a, a part of southeast where we're located um it's not about me i'm not rich i drive a regular old car i live in a regular old house um but i'm happy because i know that i i impact somebody every day that i come here and the, our team loves to be here and it you know it's a fun job so when you love what you do of course you would never work another day but to any entrepreneur looking to start a business or um yeah basically to start a business i would say be very strategic financially um you can never have too many streams of income of course um and get comfortable being uncomfortable yeah a lot of uncomfortable moments being a boss um, I don't know, Sarita may, Sarita probably tell you if, you know, if you come into Nail Bed and Bar, you're like, who the boss? Everybody know, don't point to me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, that is not. <laughs> I'm going to come in and face this I'm going to come in and be like, who the boss? Be like, uh-uh, no, you know what I got a feel of when I was in there? Everybody's going to be asking. No, because partly, because I'm shy, and then I have to, like, work myself. That's a whole nother, that's part three is supposed to be. for rejection you know if you mess something up if you when you have a baby nobody's ready for you to tell your baby you that baby ugly you know nobody wants to hear that you know so it's it's just kind of preparing yourself for those uncomfortable moments where you have to be um you have to be very humble and you have to be very focused 
Um, but yeah, you can never prepare financially and you can't, you know, I mean, if you can be financially stable, you know, whatever you think your startup cost is, that's right. Double it by 50%. Yeah. 75%. Whatever you think the operational costs are going to be, triple that by, you know, whatever number. Um, and don't, and be okay to start small. You don't have to start grand, start small and grow. There's so many things. When we get off this call, I probably need to, you know, sweep the floor, mop the floor, paint the wall, you know, all of those things. But be flexible and don't be afraid to do the work. I have to do the work day in and day out. I was dead wrong when I thought, oh, I can just open a nail salon. Thankfully, I know how to do nails and I'm a licensed nail tech. Um, but God, if I didn't, Jesus, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> you would just wouldn't be here we wouldn't have been able to maintain we wouldn't be able to continue um yeah and i i had a you know uh the story to how i got here is kind of crazy i i had a regular nine to five until and then you know what do you do you gotta make it pop make it work Gotta hustle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And again, like I said, so many people love to hear the story of an entrepreneur, but they don't really, you know, I'm okay to share the grit of, you know, what happened. You know, it's like, okay, if I can't cover payroll, I gotta go drive Uber to make sure the payroll is paid. Or what do I do if I can't afford the deposits that are required for Pepco and Washington Gas and all of those. You, I didn't know they were going to say, hey, you need $2,000 deposit before we can cut the water on. How am going to do a waterless pedicure? Or a pedicure with no water? Yeah. <laughs> Just get some bottles. Exactly. <laughs> so you have to prepare for all of those things. So yes, be very financially um, savvy. Make sure that you have a cushion. Um, and if you can do it with your regular nine to five, why you have that as a backup, I would definitely say do it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I would suggest that more than anything. Like, don't be so quick. Like you said, don't be so quick to leave that nine to five. Think like, oh, okay, I need more time. I can do it. Mm -mm. Well, yeah. I, I think on the other side, some entrepreneurs that are very successful that took that leap early, they say, <laughs> I wouldn't able, I wouldn't be able to do what I did had I not quit my nine to five. Exactly. <laughs> so you hear both. I don't yes, know how you make that decision, but. So, I, I mean, think it depends on your nine to five. And then I think it also depends on you as a person. Um, some yeah. people need the um, need more time to put into their business because maybe they have that idea fleshed out a little more. And so they don't need as much um, time to figure things out. Um, maybe they have a little more financing or they find financing. Mm -hmm. But for other people who are kind of like just starting out or just birthing an idea, who don't know how the idea is uh, really going to flesh out. They're not sure about the money. They're not sure. They don't have a full plan together. You need to keep your nine to five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To kind of, I mean, you know, work really? that. You'll have something coming in. Yeah, to that, I mean, I would say that it's, it, I got to a point where it was a sink or swim kind of situation. Mm -hmm. I had a nine to five and then I did not have a nine to five. And that was a very scary period. Mm -hmm. And I wrote about it on my Instagram about how, like, when that moment happened, I cried for five minutes, but then I had to get real gangster. Like, okay, so, you know, 
I'm not going to get that direct deposit in a few days. What do I do? Again, I was very strategic about my finances. So I had money that I could pull to carry me, carry us over or get us through. But the other thing is this. Okay, that happened. And then the government shut down. Mm. So that rainy day fund, mm-hmm. now mm. you, you know, it's like you, mm. you plan for a rainy day. Not a, a rainy month. <laughs> right. A rainy six months. Right. This is like you know? a rainy season. We just gonna right. rain. Exactly. Yeah. We're just gonna do exactly. a full you Noah's know, Ark type rain in here. Exactly. And, you know, in beauty, you're gonna have those fluctuations, you know, around this time, around that time. So there's certain things to be expected, but nothing is to be expected where, you know, people are really going to be suffering in different, you know, financial capacities. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm married to a person who works for the federal government. And, you know, not only do you have to cover this, you have to cover home and you have to cover whatever. And so if that cushion is only to support, you know, that's all you got. You need that. That cushion has to cover all the mortgages, rent, Mm -hmm. liabilities or expenses. What do you do? So again, to any entrepreneur, it's really going to be defined about, you know, what it is that you're doing. And again, don't be afraid to pivot. It's okay to quit for six months. And what's the worst that can happen? You complete another job application, you go back to work. Yeah. It's all good. Judge your mothers if you're going to judge an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I I mean, because people get so caught up in, oh, they're going to think I'm a failure or they're going to think I couldn't make it. But it's not really about that. If you you say, you know what, I got a good three months to give this a really good shot. I can cover my expenses. I can cover my, you know, whatever is my rainy days. And I can, you know, travel and kind of really go hard at this. And then if it doesn't work, then you go back to work. I always tell that any, even when selling homes, if I endure or encounter, if I encounter a um, person that's, you know, afraid about a mortgage, I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? Can you pay your mortgage by working at Uber or McDonald's or Wendy's? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not above any of those jobs. I just told y'all how at the end of this, I'm going to have to, you know, mop the floor. I'm not above hard work, period. Hmm. Damn. Right. (laughs) And on that note, like... Uh, like, can we follow up? I don't right, know. I, yeah, right. Um, can we talk about feet really quick? Oh, okay. or can we not? Uh, I don't know where this is going. Um, do you watch the Toe Bro? I do not. <laughs> you can't watch it. What's that? Okay, so let me tell you. I can't watch Toe Bro because. Um, Wait, tell Glennis, tell Glennis what the toe. Don't know what toe. Tell Glennis is, what, tell what, what toe is. Okay, so let, let me tell you, toe bro actually started on YouTube, and toe bro is a licensed podiatrist. He's actually more of he's an extensive kind of yeah. podiatrist. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the the specific name or title that he has, but he really works with people who have very severe severe toe trauma um or you know he's repaired nails he's done some of the things that we can do in our salon um 
but he does some really extensive things. Like there's been people where he's had to kind of reconstruct the toenail, which isn't hard, or people that have been living with like years and years of ingrown toenails. Okay, or, okay. You know, <laughs> all kinds of like, you know, very severe fungus. Fungus, yeah. Okay, we just lost uh, all the listeners. Okay, so yeah, sorry guys. Got you, but, I mean, got you. Okay, so this is the thing. I always say if you like watching things like Dr. Pimple Popper, which yeah. I also can't watch, yeah. then you can watch Tobro. Yeah. Guilty. Right. Guilty. Yeah, see, I can't. I can't. And see, mine's just like, babe, they should be changing lives. <laughs> you. I'm like, no. No, no, no. That's <laughs> If I can't change your life with this good old sugar scrub and paraffin wax, then, you know, what do we for our our neighboring? I was about to ask, like, what if somebody comes to you with some real jacked up feet? Like, girl, it's polish. It ain't going to (laughs) help. What what are we about to do? So I will say this. For one, I've never seen bad feet, period. Even if you have jacked up feet. You lying. Yeah. No, really, that's just who I am because I don't feel like I've ever seen anything that could not be repaired, hmm. that cannot be fixed. So, like, luckily, I have enough training to to recognize when it's beyond me. So, if I do see it, we automatically refer out because either anything that goes on, on with on with your feet, there's some kind of underlying health issue. Right. Something that you are not, you know, you haven't tend to. Right. Um, I mean, I'm talking like issues that are beyond your average callus or corn or mm-hmm. bunion or whatever. Right. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we're just not, we're trained to work on certain things, but not all things. So thankfully, we haven't had that occur where there's been something where someone was in dire need of a medical attention with their feet. Hmm. But I, again, I don't think, yeah, I don't think pe- when people say they have bad feet, they don't really have bad feet. That's just my opinion. I mean, nothing that e file can't get. And so, again, this good old sugar scrub can't work out. All right. Work, work, but we haven't had any of the issues like the toe bro. Okay. Um, yeah. And even people that do have those kind of issues, I wish they would not go to the neighborhood um, mm-hmm. salons. Because sometimes oh. we do, especially guys. I, I feel like some guys go to the neighborhood. I mean, I've had one guest say, she, you know, she told her, I think her father, go to them before coming to us because we way too bougie for, like, to deal with his, his situation. Oh. And I'm like, no. You know, we but we always give suggestions about what can be, you know, at home remedies or, um, you know, seeing a podiatrist. But yeah, I can't watch so, bro. It's too, it's too much. When I start seeing the blood and the pus and the, no, nah, I can't. <laughs> it's just not, I can't. How do you watch that, Sarita? Right. Um, like, I don't I'm know. A- I have a healthcare background, so I don't know. It doesn't bother me that much. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Dinner and everything too. Uh, no, that's, see, what, I that's like what I can't say. I cry when it's time to like take my blood and stuff. I don't like. Oh, I don't like anything that's gonna hurt me. I don't. I'm not here for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like pain. I don't like scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go hand in hand. What are some?
some tips, like some basic tips of like foot care that you give people? Oh, yes. Um, if the my number one, when's the last time you had a pedicure? That was a oh. question. Oh, it was a question. <laughs> I, I don't want to answer. <laughs> I don't want to oh. answer. If you, ha- if you haven't had oh, a pedicure, a couple of weeks ago, a couple three weeks ago, ago. is three your toenail ago. polish chipped? Oh, oh, my my toenail polish is done because it's in it was in boots until it got hot. So yeah, now, but what does it look like now? Oh, I took it off. I don't okay, like. Public. I take good. it off. All right. Do not, number one rule: if you had a pedicure in January, and that was the last time you had a here and it's now April. Take the polish off. Oh, Get the polish off. That is the number one rule. I don't care where you are in Paris, TT, or wherever. Get the polish off. <laughs> <your toe. laughs> okay. I just see TT on the screen. Mine <laughs> is not. It's, I haven't been polished since January, so I'm okay. Okay, good. It's nothing wrong with bare nails. Bare nails are better. Right. In chip polish. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's the number one thing for me. Um, use your pumice stone in the shower. It's nothing wrong with exfoliating and washing your feet. Don't be, and I don't think anybody's ever admitted it, but I can just tell if you are like a shower and you don't, you just let the soap run down to the toes. You don't scrub them. So many people. I know, I know. Um, we can see it, but um, <laughs> wash your feet. No, really, it's a thing. People really don't wash their feet. They don't like you. Know, laughing because I know that. But too. there's a difference between washing your feet and using a pumice stone. Well, yes, mm-hmm. there is. But I'm saying yeah. they go hand in hand. I want you to get to the so base. I want wash you to feet. use a pumice stone. I want you to use one and make sure you disinfect it after every use. Because gets caught up in there, and that's that's nasty. Exactly. Um, and definitely, well, you know, wash your feet. People got to wash their feet. You have to understand that these feet carry us 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 75 years of life. And they have stories and we abuse them. We don't treat them the best. We only pedicure them in the summer. We don't keep the nails, you know, filed down or manicured. We don't dry in between our toes and then it's moisture. Mm, and then there's fungus with moisture. I'm sorry? There's fungus with moisture without air. Absolutely. Okay. Also known as between your toes. Yep, I see how that can Yes, between your toes. Treat them with love. Love on your hands and feet, period. All right. I feel exposed, but we'll move on to the next one. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's another question, I'm sure. It's fine. (laughs) okay last serious question name some things people should look for in a nail salon cleanliness i was gonna say licensing okay what does that mean oh yeah license too there's a lot of those when i say cleanliness um well it's really not a big thing to pick up on but if you're going into your you know a neighborhood salon it's okay one to ask when the last you know to see the bowl being cleaned again, um, the pedicure bowl. It's okay to say, can you clean that one more time? You know, if, it, if it's not being cleaned, and they, you walk in, they just run in the water. You don't really know what was considered clean. Um, I always, one thing that stands out to me, and this may be a little quirk, 
I always look at the polish wall and if they have like five bottles of the same color, I'm like, why? Mm. Like you got five purples, the same exact purple, like when they all have empty, to me, it just makes me feel like, you know, they never change them out. I don't know. Right. It's, it's popular or up or trifling. It's yeah. It's trifling. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that and um, implements, like the things that they're using to clip your nails and cut your cuticles and push back your cuticles, sometimes they don't change them. And I have, I've actually been in a salon where, and it was a quote unquote, nice salon, nicer salon. And the, the, the same implement she used on my toes, she used on my nails. And mm. I was like, absolutely not. Oh, horrifying. Mm. Absolutely not. And just spraying them with alcohol don't work. They need to be disinfected. They need to be sanitized. There is a difference between disinfectant and sanitization. Um, but they need to go through the proper cleaning process. So those are some of the things that I look out for. But again, you don't really pay attention to those until you're in the mix, in the middle of the service. Because mm. um, it's something, if you're going to a nicer salon, quote unquote, it's not always obvious, you know, what is happening. Because you, you go in, you know, you sit down, you take your seat, you sit on the waiting, on the sideline to wait. I mean, you can pick up what the overall cleanliness is, um, and hopefully that will set the tone and kind of tell you, oh, this may not be that bad. But again, I've been in some that I assume were not that bad and had those kind of exchanges or experience, had that kind of experience. So is it okay to go from nail to toe and not toe to nail or neither? Do they need to autoclave from hands and feet, period? Well, I'm saying the autoclave is awesome. Autoclaves are very expensive. The proper autoclave, yeah, is very expensive. The one that's a true medical grade autoclave. Um, but they need to go through some kind of disinfected sanitation, whatever's before they go from feet to hands. Because there, even when you're cleaning an implement after doing a pedicure, once that skin or that callus or that cuticle is dry, it sticks to the metal implement. So if you nick me on my hand and I have some bacteria from my toenail that you done scooped up from under the toenail mm. and now it's on my cuticle, nah, son. No, okay. so that's feet to hand. Well, what about hand to feet? Same thing, in my opinion, because okay. we... Then we use them to clean up under your nails. You know, you had curry last night. So I'm all, <laughs> all of that. Okay. From under so nails, period, you know. it needs to be um, clean. Okay, got you. Okay. Please, please use a new set. New that's, set. Re- that, new that's set. what I was trying. Okay. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing. A new direction. Set. Okay. Exactly. I mean, the hairdresser, she, you know, she doing finger waves. Don't she use like one <laughs> brush to shampoo you or a comb to shampoo you, then one with the gel on it? Or yeah. something. I don't know, but yeah, no, a new. Yeah. Set. So you got the little the the side, whatever side. they call that. Barber side. The per, what up? Yeah, that side. That's the barber side. Yep. <laughs> barber side. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. New set, please. <laughs> new set. Right. New set. New service. Got right. it. Yeah. All right, so these are some fun questions that we're gonna ask you to get to know you a little bit better. I went very, I went extremely easy on you, 
So oh, you did? I did. I did. <laughs> I mean, like you said, you're a little shy. No, okay, I'm here for it. I got over the hump. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody can answer these actually. All right. What's next on your travel list? Because you are a serious traveler. Oh my god. Well, I can't travel until slow season, which is like when it's cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but fun travel or business travel? I'm just either. Traveling. Whatever you want to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, I'm hoping to do Ghana for New Year's. I think everybody's kind of on that kick right now, so I may change. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to do Ghana for New Year's uh, or Haiti in December. I have to go to DR for one of my best friend's wedding in December. Yeah. Um, but the team and I will be in Orlando in June for a beauty conference, learning some new trends and tips and enhancing our education. Nice. So that's all. Yeah, not that exciting. I'm not excited about any that's of That's pretty exciting. You think so? I do. Uh-uh. Who goes to Ghana for New Year's? Is that, like, wait, Ghana for New Year's is a thing? Yeah, Ghana for New Year's is a big thing. It's oh like, oh my god, that was so huge this past New Year's. Really? Someone just told me today. It's called um, It's called. They're calling it Afrochella. I said, wow. I said that that makes me feel like it's kind of disrespectful. And then they have a whole campaign called "Go Back to Africa." Exactly. No, I saw that. Yeah. Like really getting you there. Yeah. So the thing is, I mean, I looked into the tickets because my cousins were like, we got to go. Can you please plan it? I'm always the planner. Um, right. And so I was like, um, I don't think I really want to plan that because I don't really want to go. Like, we can go after New Year's. Like, we no go way. back to like, you know, five or six hundred dollars. Mm, yeah. Because that's also Africa one New Year's, but sadly. I, I'm a big traveler, but I like to travel on a budget. Here, here. I'm financially conservative when it comes to travel. Ooh, Smart. not me. Yeah. So, uh, Glennis and Tanisha, where y'all going next? Um, I'll be well outside of New Orleans for the Squirrel Suite. And... Oh, yeah, that's gonna be fun. And... You got room in your room? Room in the? <laughs> What'd you say? I said y'all got room in the room. Everything <laughs> oh. <laughs> gets booked for New Orleans. Oh, yeah. we Airbnb being it, baby. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, after that, Dallas for a Blacks in Government conference. And then in no, end of October, November, Thailand. I'll be in Phuket and Bangkok. Oh, oh, yes. Where are you staying in Thailand? Staying at the Como Metropolitan. Oh, nice. Okay. And I'm staying at the Rosewood Phuket. I said at Dream Phuket, that was the best 30-minute massage I ever had in my entire life. Whoa. Oh, yeah. oh, I understand the massage, the spa services in Thailand are off the chain. I'm looking it, forward to that. Are you a big massage person? Oh, oh yeah. I get, get deep tissue, get the rubbing and scrubbing right now. You missed the spot. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that Uh-oh. and so in in Bangkok, I'm sure you're gonna do like a time massage. Oh, that was I'm not a bit. My husband's a big massage person. I am not, so I kind of cried a little bit. Oh, I, I like to get them elbows. Get mm-hmm. Oh no, they like walk on your back. Yeah, oh, I like, love it. I had the big lady. I was mad. <laughs> oh no, 
Massages here in the states where she will. I have a girl who walks my back here. So. What? Mm-hmm. And so that's nothing. That's what. Yeah, I got a lot of muscle. I need you to manipulate. I don't want that old Swedish and you doing like this. I could rub myself. What? <laughs> For that money, you tripping? Girl, get away. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. I'm good with a good rub down. Thank you. Uh, no, man. Get your husband to rub you down. Girl, don't waste your money on them. You need somebody to get manipulate those muscles, child. It hurts. Oh, shit. Muscles aren't supposed to be painful. We're <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to be painful. Oh, I love so you. That hurts. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Tanisha, where are you going next? Um, I don't have anything planned. Yeah, I'm okay. just be around. Yeah, I mean it's tourist season, so I definitely don't have um anything planned for like the next few months because yeah. I need to be here. So got it. Understood. Uh, I'll be in Cancun for a women's retreat in nice. in a few oh. weeks. Okay, keep downplaying that, but all right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a big deal. Um, it's my it's gonna be actually my first time at a luxury spa. And it's like all inclusive thing with the spa and the restaurants and all that oh, kind of yeah. thing. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Nice. It's right on the beach. And I use everything. Female bosses. Yeah. I always love stuff like that. Yeah, pretty Girl, much. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. Um, then I'll be in New Orleans, and that's it for me. That's, that's enough. Yeah. Okay. Next question: What is your favorite Beyonce song? My favorite Beyonce song. Okay, so I have a lot. I'm not a. What the hell? Are they gonna like? Um, oh, like hold on now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Beyonce. No, no, no. I was just gonna say I'm not into <laughs> these. But right now, actually, I don't have a favorite Beyonce song. Um, you have a song. But I do have a favorite Carter song, and it's Boss. Okay. By the Carters. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know it? You should play it. Wait, I don't understand how you don't have a favorite Beyonce song. Because the Carters is really cute. It's cute. It's cute. How well, about I love a lot of I love a lot of Beyonce's music, so I don't have one favorite song. Okay, got it. Got it. I, I mean, we've been playing Homecoming here in the salon, and that's been fun. Like you know. Okay. <laughs> you guys don't sound excited. Okay. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Homecoming, but right now, my favorite Carter song is definitely False. Okay. All right. Glennis, what about you? I'm trying to let y'all hear it. Oh, okay. What song? Your favorite song? Oh, that's so cute. That's a good song. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good song. And now I need to hear her doing Frankie Beverly's song. Oh, um, the new one. So yeah, uh, I, I I haven't heard it all the yeah. way 
from beginning to end. Yeah. So I need to hear and see what see what's going yeah. on with that. But mm-hmm. Love on Top is like my favorite of hers. Love it. Tanisha, you got one? Um I'm trying to think of like one. I don't know. Bring the beat in. I can bring I can play it. <laughs> Then it's like, well, I'm just gonna give y'all mine again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think mine is gonna be, mm, it's no, that is, it is a hard question, but partition hands down. Partition, yeah. <laughs> <Serena>. <laughs> right? That's that's a lot. Serena just telling us how she really get down. Sorry. Yeah, it's exactly. True. It's What's true. really good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We already know. Interesting. <laughs> Tanisha, you got one? Or can we move on? Um, I mean, I like Deja Vu. I like Crazy in Love. I like Love on Top. Um, okay. Run the World. Yeah. I like that. I like that one, too. You can't just have one. Well, right. Serena yeah. and Glenn. Glenn can. Right. Glenn is can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tanisha, that was <laughs> All right, Jay, next question. What is comfort food to you? Name something you find comforting. <laughs> if you ever want to bring me something, you can go to Pentagon City Mall and get me some Garrett's Chicago mix. Oh, oh God. my God. Oh, um, yeah. Tanisha is oh, from Chicago. Yes, I will brave the cold in line for Garrett's. Yeah. Um, I love Garrett's popcorn, but I... My comfort foods are anything sweet, no chocolate. I hate chocolate. <gasps> what yep. in the Blast world? What? So that's the end of our show. I don't understand. What? I'm sorry. I don't like anything chocolate. I don't. What in the hell? What? No chocolate. You can give me all kinds of eggs and cake and whatever else. I will drive all the way to Tyson's Corner. I always get her name. I don't know if it's Cassandra, Danielle, or something, but it's she has a bake shop in Tyson's too, and I will drive all the way to Tyson's to get a slice of caramel cake. Mm. Oh, I love caramel. Yeah, that caramel. And it's like a southern caramel, too. Oh, Ooh. my. Mm-mm-mm. I love sprinkles, cupcakes, anything that's sweet. I'm a sweet girl. So, Got it. snacks and sweets are my comfort. My, you know, how I overcome a hard day. A good Slurpee on a hot day, too. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Oh. Mini. Okay. All right. It depends on, for me, it's geographic. It depends sure. on where I I understand that. If I'm in Jersey and I need some comfort food, I'm going to White Castle. Oh, what? I don't give a shit. Listen, she, said, like she said comfort. I feel comforted. I feel gassy. I love White Castle. I don't don't care to mess with y'all stomachs. The onions, I don't heard all of the stories. I don't give a shit. Yo, I used to live in Jersey City. Come to my next comfort food. I listen to you not liking chocolate. I listen to you. Okay, next. But can I just tell you that I lived in Jersey City and when I went to school in New York and I never ate at White Castle. It's stinking. You can smell it from a mile away. Okay, I'm done. Sorry, go ahead. And that would be you and because you ain't go to the right White Castle. You ain't come to Clifton. Mm. Oh, hell no, I'm not going to Clifton. It's Chicago. 
Oh God! Oh no! This is going exactly. down. And you live in South Carolina, <laughs> go Jersey. Versus oh, South. oh my God! We ain't ready for that. Fight! Fight! Dark. Fight! So, fight! No, we not. Princeton, okay. uh, though, Jesus. Let's see what else do I, I? I'm a big pizza person, so if I'm in Chicago, I want oh. some great pizza. I like deep dish out of Chicago. I like. <laughs> Thin crust in New York style pizza, mm. and it just depends on where I am. I like that. I like that answer. I like that yeah. answer. It depends. Yeah. And cheesecake too. Yeah. I don't have that luxury anymore. My comfort food is anything American, so usually it's a burger. That's like the uh, only thing they can get right that is American. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't eat all day in Paris. Huh? I would eat croissants all day. Oh, yeah, I definitely do eat croissants all day, but that's not, since I eat them often, I don't look at that as like a comfort food. That's mm-hmm. like a. What about snack. french fries, T? Oh, yeah, I eat french fries a lot. So I don't, also don't see that as like comfort anymore. It's just okay. kind of a thing you just have. Yeah. So, like, comfort food, I think, like, all right, hard day, things going wrong, or I just want to feel a certain way. Mm hmm then eat that. No, I eat fries and like croissants literally all the time. That's why I got these two <laughs> extra chins now. But, <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's food I eat a lot and then there's comfort food. I eat those things a lot. I eat a yeah. ton of cheese. Mm. But like that's not, not comfort. I be wanting stuff fried all the time because I can't get it. So whenever I go back to the States, I want to literally eat everything fried. Yeah. Your chicken, you know, you got to do your, your Popeye's. Yeah. I gotta do my Popeyes. I gotta do Harold's. Like I want my fried calzone. Like I want everything fried. Mm-hmm. I want real calamari. Like um, oh yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Fried yeah. Italian um, I think my but comfort... also like salty food and salty yes. snacks. Yeah, me. So yeah, salty. that's mine too. Mine too. Yeah. My comfort food is always gonna be shellfish. So crabs, okay. crab legs, clams, oysters, mussels. Um. All of those things. Um, but second, I've been really into soups, like ramens and puzzles. Um, oh, gosh, they're so comforting right now. Um, and I yeah. can eat them year round, so. Okay, because I was about to say, Anna's hot. Okay. Oh, oh it doesn't matter. matter. It don't matter. Okay. Doesn't so, matter. any particular foe you like? Um, my, uh, <clears throat> no, I don't think I'm specific. Um, I like it with shrimp. I like the vinegar onions. Um, mm-hmm. The jalapenos, the mint, I pile it in there. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. That's yeah. really Love it. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. All right. That sounds delish. Name an idol you have and why you chose that person. An Jay, idol? Th- yeah, Jay, this is just for you. An idol. An idol. Sheesh. Nobody you. Know. Nobody you oh, look up to? Is love my mama. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, an idol, there's so many like dope women that I admire. Um, and a part of me answering that question, I don't want to say like Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, because mm-hmm. those are, you know, everybody's, those are regular idols. Like we all love them. Sure. Um, so I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. I mean, there's some some of my mentors that I consider mentors are girls that I consider bosses in their own right. I would say I idol them because they've been in the beauty game for a very long time. 
there's one in particular who I would say she's my idol specifically for nails because she she actually doesn't have the best reputation amongst other people but when you see her in a room full of the true decision makers and I'm talking about the CEOs of OPI CND and whatever they know her name they know where she's from they know her work they call on her for her advice she's a trendsetter but for people that have worked for her they haven't had like you know all the best experience and I, I will not say her name but she is a black woman that I admire because she's been in rooms with bosses the people that are leading and making the decisions for you know major major moves you know and I'm talking what colors come out in on trend what's going to be shown at fashion week etc um and she's a DC native I mean wow. yeah so um I kind of would say uh, I idolize her for for those reasons too, because I respect her her hustle and I respect um that she's created a name for herself in this industry um and that's on a whole nother level so she again she's in the rooms with the l'oreal's and the revlons and the cnds and the you know perfect matches and the morgan taylors and the se's and the opis and all of them she's in those spaces and they know who she is um so i kind of admire that about her okay yeah i like it Interesting. <laughs> Why is it interesting, Gwyneth? Because you didn't mention her name. And, and, and I'm going to tell you why I say interesting. Because when you have a boss like that, there are going to be people who don't like them because Always. they have a certain work ethic and they're not letting you shuffle and jive and ruin their reputation. So I understand you wanting to be cautious and giving the name, but... You know, to be a boss in an industry, you're going to have people who don't particularly care yeah. for your work you style. Gonna, you're going to step on some toes. Some exactly. Gonna Absolutely. Gonna talk about you. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I, I I definitely understand that. But in this regard, it's more so she, I wouldn't say she's been the easiest to probably work for. Okay. You know, kind of, okay. uh, you know. And sometimes that's just really how it is. It's not even like, right. oh, this person is just, you know, really trying to inspire greatness and get the best. Right. No, some people just right. can't manage other people. Mm-hmm. And right. they can do right. good work and do a good thing. They can't manage or don't know how to really talk to or They're handle. They're not a people person. Sure. Right. Yeah, people that are, I guess underneath them so to speak yeah or i mean and, and really it's, for them. it's one of those things that i always chuckle because on social media i always see a lot of um nail professionals or nail techs that are like you know teaching classes and educating other nail professionals or beauty professionals and i'm always like but i ain't see you in this room <laughs> so i'm always questioning like what qualifies you to to do this or do that and, you know, I never want to be a person to step on anyone's toes or knock anybody's hustle. But I always say, you know, I, I, I again, I admire, admire that part because I've never seen her kind of um, kind of toting around her accolades or trying to pawn them off on other people or, mm. you know, whichever. So, yeah. 
That's interesting. My new idol is Rihanna. She killing the game in makeup. She killing the game in lingerie, and she killing the game in music. And And she she got some Pumas, right? And Puma, I just she killing the game. I'm like, I'm coming back as Rihanna. I'm gonna be (laughs) five hundred pounds lighter. (laughs) Shit. What? Wow. I just love that yoga. I'm just I'm. I'm so proud of her. If you listen, Riri, the squirrel <laughs> sweet is giving you your props. Okay, I'm sure do. I'm, I'm certain she's going to hear this. Yeah. Yes, she do. Yes, she do. Yeah, it'll get back to her. It's yes, she do. Her for sure. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Look, I'm about to put on your lip balm. You know what? <laughs> the Riri lip balm. Uh-huh. Good for all colors. Yeah, we about to be blown up because I'm propping Riri. That's my idol. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Tanisha, you got an idol right now? I don't. Okay. No. All right. Um, I mean, y'all know who my regulars are. However, oh, Shonda Rhimes. Why are they? I don't know. Uh, uh, Shonda Rhimes, Issa Rae, Ava yeah. Dune, Those. Yeah, but I, I got to give a shout out to Lena Wave. Um, so this show got mixed reviews, but I really, really liked it. I liked Boomerang. Oh, I like yeah. the series Boomerang that came out. Um, it's not for everybody. I have to admit, it's not for everybody. But gosh, I really liked it. I liked I've how they... I've never impo- heard of it. Yeah, it's a Boomerang series on um, BET. And they incorporated different parts of the movie into the series. And I thought it was genius. Um, the soundtrack was awesome. They mm-hmm. somehow fused 90s music with like today's music. I thought it was awesome. So. Oh wow! Is it on title? We'll play it in the salon tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. Shout out to Lena Way. Oh. Um. All right. So this is your last question, Jay. Oh, is it a good one? I can't. I feel a way that you said you went easy on. I did. On I, d- I did. <laughs> I can answer all the questions. I thought I did okay. You did great. You did great. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. Okay. So it's Friday night. Your, yes. hus- your husband sends you a text telling uh-huh. you to put on a LBD and heels and be ready in an hour. Okay. What song are you playing when you get ready and what are you sipping? <laughs> okay. So I did, did I tell you already that I'm a, a um, private trap queen? So, if it's like, so like if it's happening right now, I'm definitely listening to um, OT Genesis. Everybody mad. Okay, all right. And it is playing re- at ridiculous levels. Okay. Super high surround sound is on. Okay. And probably sipping. Okay, I'm sipping on with OT Genesis mm-hmm. trap song. I'm sipping on a French 75. Yes, I love okay. it. I love it. Oh, the other thing is that let me let me just be clear about one thing. Yeah. The wine that we serve, because we do serve wine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me say, maybe in your, and you guys will probably say it's juice, um, but. You guys serve to your our, clients. Yes, our clients love it. Mm-hmm. They love it. Mm-hmm. And all are probably not wine connoisseurs or, but it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's just a little a little something and we have um thankful 
to Sarita for, you know, hipping us. But we have kind of changed it up a little bit where we offer a little some other offerings as well um, or other options that are a little more, you know. That's totally understandable. Just, yes. Yeah, just yes. mean, I mean, you got to know your clientele. Yeah, exactly. There's no point of buying absolutely. a whole bunch of bottles of Life of Shiraz when you yeah. know everybody wants to drink. But however, you, you know, did mention, Russo. you mentioned your six-figure clients up in there. They going to know the right. difference between Yellowtail and something great. No shade it, Yellowtail. Just exactly. saying. Right, I'm I understand that. Options. But I will say some of the six figures be like, oh, this is good. Mm, and okay. I'm like, All right. they don't know why either. Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So this is taking a turn. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, I'm just saying, everybody. Jay. I'm not a why. I don't claim to be a, um, what is it? A, uh, what are you? A, a sommelier? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, I, we're all W6. No, 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 no. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, I don't claim to be that, but I feel like I do have, you know, I know what I like. I and say, you like what you like. And that's yeah. all that counts. That's all yeah. that matters. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. That's so, all that matters. So when we come in here, we need to bring our own. Can we bring our own? <laughs> right. No, well, thank you. Know, just let me know what you would like. I'm just And I'll be sure I'm to make an appointment. I'm about to make, so do you do the dip powder too? We do not do any acrylic services, only hard gel. Dip is acrylic. Oh, okay. So we need to talk because they act like that's the new best thing. Oh, I need to but talk it's to good, so, I, I mean, care about that too. The thing about dip is that it's good for a number of reasons. One, you don't have to rough up the nail with an e-file or okay. the adhesion. Um, and you don't have to inhale the monomer. The bad thing, though, is that the technician is still inhaling the glue because that's all it is, is glue and powder. So okay. they, you know, brush the glue on, dip your finger, and, um, you know, repeat those steps. So that glue, ooh, it will make your eyes water. But right. it's healthier because it's less fumes uh, other... everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But it's, I mean, it's it's a great product. Um, if they come out with something that's a little more compatible with our offerings, that's something we may offer in the future, um, because it's a it's a very quick service, and I I think some clients really like the wear of it because it gives you the durability of acrylic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know glue without the harshness of the other chemical. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it is so. If it's a if it's a good one, it will soak off easily too. Right, right. Yeah, but when they start doing you know gel top coats and all that now, that just makes it a little more difficult. Right. Okay. Ooh, that's another whole um right world suite. Hmm. So Jay, before we yeah. go, tell everybody where they can follow you and where they can follow Nail Bar. Okay, so. Nail Bed and Bar is on Facebook as Nail Bed and Bar on the social media. I, I'm sorry, social media. On Instagram, it's Nail Bed Bar. Um, we have the hashtag Nail Bed Bar. And they can find me hiding at j.javon. <laughs> and that's j.javon on Instagram. Okay, I just followed that. Jay. Awesome. I love it. Glenn is a soul supporter. Yes, I love it. Jay. <laughs> Don't blow my spot. Oh, 
posting pictures with nails and glasses of wine, okay? Don't be like, oh, what's no, it? I'm, comment I'm commenting under every last one of them. I'm like, oh, what kind of <laughs> is this? Is, is this that what so talking about? I'm, I'm going to go and comment on the last five posts that have a hand in the glass. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm committed. I you mean, guys are because uh, I'm about to go to bed. But <laughs> yeah, is this like real early out where you are? Nail yeah. bed, mm, right? Is, so I'm like, y'all got three more minutes. Uh, Facebook? Did you say nail bed and bar? Nail bed and bar, yes. Okay. And our website, you can click to it from our social media. It goes. I think you can click right to our Facebook from the link in our bio. Oh, from Instagram? Mm hmm yes. Okay. Got you. Awesome. Right. Anything else, yes. Karina? No, that is it. Jay, thank you so much for being a guest thank on our you, show. Thank you, Jay. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I, hope, I, feel, I feel cheated, but it's all good. How you feel cheated? You didn't ask the real question. No, I actually you. Don't give me just like some fake question. <laughs> no, those are kind of real. They were real. <laughs> they were real. Those were real. It's not oh, like yeah. this is an after dark show. That's what I think you okay, can handle. Oh yeah, no, I don't think yeah, I, I, I heard this. I actually listened to that after dark show. Are you Woomi. serious? And I was like, with Woomi. With Woomi. Yeah. Woo! It's cool. We try, I mean, we tried to warn you. Yeah, that shouldn't have been your first show. That's not what we usually do. <laughs> I did listen to some other shows too. Oh yay! Awesome. I listened to a few. I started following you guys. This year. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, that, that's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm following to, to hopefully learn a few things, Glennis. So, you know, I hope you guys are you educated. Will. You will. Wine, uh, wine. Yeah. We'll keep you here. wine enthusiasts mm -hmm. on, on there. There you go. Baby right. steps, baby steps. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, that's our show, guys. Everybody have a good night. Cheers.